Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is a Friday. We're wrapping up the week. It's about midday right now, and the market is trying to rally. We'll see what we can do into the close. But the pullback that we've seen in tech stocks, I asked you, and I'll share some of mine. What stocks are you buying for the long term right now? Five, 10 years on this pullback. And we're going to talk about space because I'm so excited about it right now. All coming up on today's Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. All right, folks, once again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me. It is Friday, February 26th, 2021. I almost said 2011. Man, imagine going back 10 years and knowing what you know now, knowing where the stock market's going to be. I'd be a damn trillionaire. Sometimes I think some of these guys that did go back because they made so much money. So let's take a look at the markets. It's a really important day here. A few things we're going to talk about. One, today we're going to talk about the pullback that we've seen in the overall market and in some of the growth stocks. Uh, I put things into perspective for you. Uh, Kind of, I'm going to play your shrink a little bit heading into the weekend so you're not losing sleep over some of the stocks pulling back. Uh, We're also going to talk about specific stocks. I think about 13 or so stocks here that people shared with me via Twitter that they would buy as long-term buys of the next five to 10 years. Um, on this pullback. And I got to tell you, there's some pretty damn good looking stocks in here. So you want to get your pencil and your paper ready for that. But let's look at the market right now. It is about 1130 East Coast time on Friday. So we've got about four and a half hours of trading left. Uh, We're about two hours into the trading day right now. We have the S&P up just over a point. We were up earlier than we were down quite a bit, actually. And now we've come back up. So some crazy action that we've seen here in the market, in my opinion, However, a few things I want to I will show you here on the chart. This red line is the 50-day moving average. So you can see here, we broke it at the end of January and then rallied to new high. We broke it just a little bit yesterday. We're tra- they were trading just below it as well. That 50 days around 38, 32, somewhere around there. Let's call it 38, 30, right where we are right now. So, we're, you know, one or two points, you can't quibble. That's not what technical analysis is about. It's not black and white. It's very gray, technical analysis. We're also continuing to hold our uptrend line, which I like. So there's a lot of good things that I like about the action. If we can close up today, that's pretty damn important. Down here is the RSI, the the Relative Strength Index. Not the Relative Strength Indicator, but the Relative Strength Index is different. This basically is what they call, and, and excuse me for the big words, overbought, oversold oscillator. So what this means is it goes between zero and 100. It measures the stock against itself. Once below 30, the stock is oversold. Above 70, the stock's overbought. A lot of, and in the middle, between 30 and 70, no man's land. A lot of the numbers are, are meaningless. The only time that I really use this is when it becomes oversold and goes below 30 and then works its way back up and crosses above 30, it's what I call an RSI crossover. I mean, I've been using this for about 20 years, going all the way back. Uh, I wrote a book in 08 called The Swing Trader's Bible with an old uh, co-employee of mine. This was one of the chapters I wrote, the RSI crossover coming up. I love it. It's one of the greatest buy signals, especially for the S&P 500. Well, we're below it now. The RSI is at 24. It could pull lower. Uh, But what happens is if it does pull up and we have that at the same time, the S&P near or at support, that's one of the best buy signals you're going to see. So we have to see how it plays out. Again, we're up about one point. We'll keep you updated throughout the show of how we're going. But before I get into psychologically how we need to view this, 
I want to share some other charts with you. And I'm going to go over here some charts I made up for you. And uh, I know these are not the best looking charts, but please keep in mind, the, we're going to put full screens of these up. But in the meantime, I just want to show a couple of things to you. This is the S&P 500 going all the way back 10 years. And every time it's up here, it's when the S&P is at a, at a 52-week high. Or oh, sorry, all-time high. All these pullbacks are percentage pullbacks. So this chart is percentage off a high. If we go all the way back 10 years, you can see so many times. Right here is 10%. How many times we pull back 10, 7, 6, 7, 10, 12? How many times we've had these pullbacks of 12 to 7%? 10 to 20% is what's called the correction. 20% or more is what's called the bear market. But we have a lot of them that between 10 and 5% that are really no man's land. Again, it's just they're, they're healthy pullbacks. They happen all the time in a 10-year bull market. I mean, you take away, obviously, what happened with the pandemic. We haven't really had a bear market going all the way back to 2011. So when we have the pullbacks, we're not getting crushed with bear markets other than, again, the black swan pandemic. What we are getting hit with is every couple of years, a correction, that's over 10%. And historically, it usually stops around 12%, like this one here. This one came down a little bit further. That was, I remember, December of 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Oop, let me go back. December of 2018. Right now, we're down about, man, oh man, I'm terrible at this. Down about 3%. 3% off the S&P all-time high. So please keep that in perspective. The next chart, over that 10-year time frame, look how many, again, Look how many times we've had pullbacks and buying opportunities. But again, over that 10-year time frame, you're up nearly 200%, folks. Nearly 200%. To put that into perspective, your 10,000 would be nearly $30,000, $29,000. Again, all those pullbacks have scared away so many people. Sold, 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 sold because the media told them it's over. The bear market's over. You missed out on turning 10,000 and 29,000, and that's just in the S&P. So this is the S&P 500 value ETF right here, value stocks. And this is the growth stocks in the S&P 500 over the last five years. I meant to put another chart in there, and the other chart showed year to date. Year to date, growth stocks are down and value is up about 5%. So people are saying growth stocks are dead. It's values time. Again, over the last five years, we have seen different times where values outperformed in the near term, but over time, 146% return in, in growth in the last five years versus 79% in value stocks in the last five years. I have nothing against value investing, but it hasn't worked, and I don't see it working in, in the roaring 2020s. If you're trading at a value, a low valuation is one thing, but if you're trading at a low valuation and also growing is another thing. Just a low valuation means people don't want your damn company. They don't want to buy it. But if you have low valuation and high growth potential, which some of the stocks we'll talk about today have that, they're going to go into the growth category. But in reality, they're actually good valuation plays. What people often forget is you can have a growth company that trades at a nice valuation. And that's what we look for. For our subscribers, for my own money, for my clients' money at Penn Financial Group, we look for companies that are great growth companies, but also trade at an attractive valuation at this time. And this is why we're looking for the ones up there, not the ones down there. All right, we're getting better with this with, the, with colors. Don't worry, we're gonna keep going. We, this is kind of last minute what we're doing, but I promise every week we're gonna try to get better for you here in the show and to the point where it's gonna be amazing uh, when we get our daily shows up and running. 
But before I get into the stocks that you all shared with me on Twitter, the ones you want to own for 10 years, I'm going to go through and break them down for you. Uh, you know, I want to talk again just about this market. We're basically flat right now. Now we're down a point on the S&P. What I want to talk about is tough love. I am the kind of guy that I, I, I'm not sentimental, even though I'm extremely emotional and sentimental on Pisces. As you all know, my birthday was two days ago. So I am a Pisces. That all being said, when it comes to work and, and people, you, know, I, I, you have to be straight. I'm the straightest shooter there is. There's no bullshit at all coming out of my mouth. So when it comes to the market, and I said on Tuesday, if this type of pullback freaks you out, you don't sleep, you don't know what to do, you want to sell everything, you're not ready to be in a stock market. And you know, I'm not here to make you feel warm and fuzzy. I'm here to make you money. And as I say every show, we're going to have fun doing it. But unfortunately, this is reality. There will be some weeks that suck. There'll be some months that suck. There'll be some quarters that are terrible. There'll be some years where the market's down. I mean, that's just part of the market. We can't go up every day, week, month, or year, folks. But what we can do is build a nice diversified portfolio. And again, we're going to have terrible weeks. But we've had such good months leading up to this. It can't look like that every single day. It's not reality. And what kind of scares me is a lot of people watching the show have got roped into the market because of GameStop and all the other bullshit out there. That's not really investing. That is day trading. That's gambling. And if you made money, it's fine. If you're trying to take down demand, that's fine. I'm not going against you. But that is not investing. Investing is buying into solid companies. You have to realize when you buy a share of stock, you're an owner of a company. That's, all, that's what it is. It's not buying some type of gambling that goes up a certain percentage. You're owning a piece of a company. So if you believe in that company long-term, buy a share of it. Buy 20, buy 5,000. Own a piece of a company you want to be behind and you think will continue to grow. And if it does grow, I guarantee the stock price will grow with it. And that's what we're looking for. Solid companies we're looking to back. That is investing. Investing in, in, in an option to try to see if a stock bounces off a moving average for one day, it's trading. For most people who don't know how to read the charts like we do, it's gambling. You have the same chance of pulling a lever of a slot machine. You have no odds. So again, I don't want to be an ass and, and tell you to get out of the market. But if you can't weather the long-term uh, market with pullbacks, that happen all the time. And keep in mind, I showed you that chart. We haven't even had a lot of pullbacks uh, when it comes to the market in the last 10 years. This has been pretty damn nice for people in long-term investing. And I believe the next 10 years are going to be amazing for the right stocks. And we're going to talk about some of those in a minute. But please, this is between you and I. If, you, if this bothers you so much you can't sleep, get out, read books, follow the videos, do whatever it can to educate yourself that this is part of being in the market. I would say the same thing to anybody, and I'm not a, a big gambler, but if you sit down at the poker table and every time you lose a hand, you, you, you start sweating, you get upset, you're gonna be a very bad poker player. You need to realize some days you're gonna lose. The sooner you realize that, the more successful you're going to be. You're not taking a loser's attitude. You're taking a reality check. You can't make money every day. It is okay. But instead of going in a corner and crying and bitching and moaning about it and complaining about Wall Street, what we're going to do 
right now is look at some stocks that have pulled back from highs that are exactly what we're talking about. Great long-term buying opportunities, buying stocks on sale right now. All right. And these are stocks that people asked about. So it's pretty, pretty interesting to see some good stocks you came up with. A lot of people asked about this. Pound, <clears throat> Palantir Technologies. And of course, this was an IPO uh, back at the last week of September, as you can see. Uh, it's moved up quite a bit. Uh, had a couple of big rallies. And since then, has really pulled back from 45 all the way down to 23. What I like about Palantir is uh, it's got uh, revenue 2020 about $1.1 billion. Looking ahead to 2025, which is a five-year time frame, four years from now, estimates of $4.9 billion. So you're looking at about four and a half times sales uh, in a five-year time frame. Uh, looking to become profitable in 2023. This is that like secretive company, right? Uh, with the government that does all their data and analytics and that type of stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't like the company at first. The more I look at it, the more I think about, okay, data is the future. We need to learn how to capture data. Data is worth its weight in gold, uh, or its weight in Bitcoin, sorry, gold's irrelevant. Worth its weight in Bitcoin. Um, and the other thing is, it's, if it expands outside the government to more uh, private sectors, boy, I really think that you could see this company really take off. And what I like about it right here, let me pull up my drawing chart. And we have a call right on, the producer of a call with the uh, guys today to get learn how to do this a little bit better. But this shows great here for you. So you'll pull back to support, that's at 22.70. Rallied up, bounced off 22.70, and now we're at what, 24 bucks today. That's a great, what we call a double bottom, folks. So let's see if it holds there. I like to see if it holds for a day or two. If it does, it could really bounce from there. So this one, man, it looks pretty damn good. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the idea, whoever sent that one in. The next one is a still a SPAC, and you can see here, I was trading around that 10 bucks. I've shot up to 25, back down to 14 change right now. This is High Cape Capital Acquisition Corp, symbol C-A-P-A. So they have a definitive agreement to merge with a company by the name of Quantum Psi, Quantum-SI. Uh, they are a semiconductor company. Uh, they are launching a chip-based uh, proteomics solution. Um, basically, it's... <laughs> It's going to upend the protein and genomics market. So it's a chip, which I love. You know, chips are great. Uh, proteins and genomics all wrapped into one. Uh, first next-gen protein sequencing platform. Their goal is revolutionizing the fields of proteinomics. Uh, man, oh man. The plan has started by decoding the molecules of life, <laughs> which just kind of sounds funny, with proteins of potential expand to the scale of genomics. One of the early investors in this was ARK, uh, ARK Investing, ARK. But man, oh man, this is a, a company that I look at it and it's like, but you know, you look at this, everybody else loved it, but every SPAC, no matter good, bad, or ugly, is getting crushed in this pullback. It's creating great opportunities for SPACs that are actually the good ones. You all know I love SPACs. I'm launching a new SPAC service. I do SPACs for my clients at Penn Financial Group. We've had success. I love it. I think there's great opportunity there. However, anytime there's a hot trend, such as SPACs, you have bad actors come in, you have the, the snake oil salesman come in, everybody's trying to do it. So you go from this great thing to still great, but then you have a whole big you know, balloon over here of just bad people, which means bad investments. So what we do on our research and my team, which is the best team in the world, try to find the SPACs that are the most attractive. And what's great about this is a lot of these SPACs ran up too much and a lot of them are pulling back too much. 
So I'm talking about a couple more, but some of these SPACs look so damn good. I'm loving it right here. Again, thanks for that idea. Another one here that, that that's a great idea too. It's Outset Medical, symbol OM. And uh, this was an IPO back in September. And it really hasn't done much. It's really trading between 45 and 65 all over the place at the lower end of the range right now, which I kind of like. Again, let's uh, see if we can drop this line in there. You see it's kind of at this, this, this bottom level around 47 and three quarters at 48.80 right now. And uh, onset, Outset Medical, sorry, Outset Medical, $2.1 billion company. They are uh, hemodialysis uh, for dialysis patients. But what's amazing at it is they created this system called Tableau. T-A-B-L-O, a hemodialysis system. And they, uh, they're, they're really, their goal is to make dialysis from this horrible thing, having to go to the clinics to being able to do it at home and cutting out uh, a lot of the nurses needed. And their, their system requires tap water and electricity. That's it, to work. Uh, they, it helps both patients and caregivers from that traditional dialysis machines uh, and all the hospital and clinic visits you have to do. It, you know, really what it does, it, it's, it's like dialysis anytime, on-demand dialysis. And unfortunately, we have so many people with obesity and diabetes that is leading to the need for dialysis with, the, with such poor health in this country that this is something that is really, really needed. So I looked at some of the numbers. Uh, 2020 last year, 46 and a half million in sales. So still small at $2.1 billion valuation. However, by 2025, looking for sales of 405 million. So about nine X in five years. And this is one of those companies that could fly under the radar. I love this pullback here. And just think about this. I mean, think about, unfortunately, the need for dialysis. It's only gonna continue to increase. There's over 100 million adults that are pre-diabetic or diabetic in this country. That's insanity. That's absolute insanity. Pre-diabetic doesn't mean you're getting diabetes, but it means you're most likely overweight, out of shape, smoke, drink too much, whatever the hell it is, eat too much probably. But that leads to fortunately this company doing well. So you'd hate to be like dire here, but at the same time, this is a trend. And that's what I do. I look for trends and companies that will be leaders in these trends. And this to me looks like a company that could be a leader. Again, thank you so much, great idea. The next one is a stock I've talked about in the past. This is EOS Energy, EOSE. Having a nice day today up 9.5%, but it's gotten hit with all these other, this was a SPAC, as you can see, it ran up and came back. Uh, this is one we do own for clients at Penn Financial Group, just for full disclosure. They had revenue last year, 2020, of 1.75 million. It's just under a billion dollar company, about 955 million. However, 2024, only three years from now, the estimate is 676 million in revenue for a company that only trades at 955 million. That's 1.5 times sales for a growth company like that. I love it. You know, it makes uh, sustainable zinc-based energy storage systems. You know, think clean energy and storing that energy. Man, oh man, I, I you know, I own it, so I love it for clients. Um, I think the pullback was a great opportunity and it is bouncing today. Again, thanks for the great idea. Next one, we're gonna go a little big time here. Uh, this is Square, and the reason I'm doing this is because we had so many people ask about it. It's crazy. For a $103 billion company, and let me just draw something on the charts here real quick. I think this is kind of help you guys see kind of what's going on. And uh, that's an uptrend line. Yeah, it's not the greatest, but you see it pulls back here, new high, pulls back here, new high, pulling back. So we're on the uptrend right now. And uh, we've been down one, two, three, four, no, 
four straight days coming into today. Uh, we had that back here. We had four straight days, and you saw what happened. Uh, we had four straight days here. You saw what happened. It rallied to a new high. So it's telling me that, man, we could be bouncing off a nice level here. Quite a bit of support uh, right around that 222-ish level, 225 level. Uh, yeah, looks pretty damn good. $103 billion company. Last year did 9.5 billion sales. Five years from now, or four years from now, looking for 27.1 billion. Uh, by that time, making over 350 a share. So it's starting to make some good money. And this is all about future of payments. This is a Bitcoin cryptocurrency play. Uh, this is one of those companies that at 103 billion sounds very expensive. This could be a $500 billion company uh, at the end of the roaring 2020s. This could be a five bagger from here uh, in the next nine years easily uh, to me. This is, a, this is one of the leaders of the future of, of, of money, in my opinion. So again, thank you so much. That was a great idea. And again, these are, these are stocks people said they'd be buying for five to 10 years. And so far, I got to tell you, let me look back at the first one. I agree with everybody so far. I agree with all of them. I think they're great buys. Maybe that's why I picked them. Alibaba, $650 billion company, huge company. China, obviously search engines and a little bit of everything else. They uh, had revenue uh, or estimated revenue this year, $109 billion, going up to $240 billion in 2025. So again, you think about it, it's, it's not cheap, but comparably to how big it is and to its growth at this size, it's not an overly expensive company. And it's had some issues because remember it tried to take Ant, its big financial arm, public, and the days went on public, the government, Chinese government said no, Jack Ma had some run-in with the government. So that's kind of hurt the company. It's tried to come back, but it's been kind of no man's land. I think this type of situation get, makes it a buying opportunity. We do have this uh, for subscribers in our investment opportunities newsletter. And again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on, on the uh, video here on YouTube. And people were asking about how you get alerts in case we do an early show. There's a little bell. You click on that bell and that will give you an alert anytime we have a new show coming out, just so you know. So this is looking, uh, Alibaba, uh, 2023, looking for about $15 a share in earnings, up to $17.50 in 2025. And again, $17.50, you look at 20 times $17.50 is what? I mean, that's 35 or 350, sorry, $350 a share. This is cheap. This stock is really, really honestly cheap here. Uh, you know, looking out longer term, I, I like it. I mean, I really, we have it and we've had it for a while in the newsletter, but man, oh man, it's, it's, it's choppy. The chart is very choppy, but I like some support here around $240 a share. It's at $242 right now. Um, and I think this is a billion dollar company at one point, $650 right now. But I think the next billion dollar company, and this is one we've had in newsletter for a long time as well, and boy, this looks great on a pullback. This is Tencent holding. Tencent Holding is a $855 billion company, the largest gaming company in the world. They have exposure to so many different areas uh, in, in technology. Uh, pulling back from an all-time high, there's a 50-day moving average, just finding some support there. It also, oops, sorry folks. It also has some support uh, right about here. So between there, man, oh man, between there <laughs> and right there, between 80 and 86, it's got a lot of great support. It's at 87 right now. Uh, the low of the day was 85.60. So it's sitting right near support. Could it pull back to 80 and look fantastic? Yes, I think it's a screaming buy at 80, uh, especially if it fills the gap right there too. But again, look at this RSI then at 12.4. If this starts moving up, man, oh man. Again, take advantage of a stock pulling back 13% from an all-time high. This is the opportunity you want. Oh my goodness, I can't buy 10 cent here. It's run too much. Great core holding. Well, here, here it is, 13% off. Take it or leave it. It's up to you.
next one is Enphase, which is a solar company, which we have in our portfolio. It's had a huge run this year. It's then pulled back. Again, it, it looks like it's bounced off support here just recently. Again, here was a high. Couldn't break above it. Then it finally did. And it kind of consolidated. Now it's pulling back, testing it. Uh, keep in mind when it, a tech, very simple technical analysis um, lesson is when you break above resistance, it then turns to support. So this resistance level resistance broke above. Now that 150 is support. So to me, it looks really nice right around that 150 level. It's at 173. Uh, but this is a, a solar company, Home Energy Solutions. Uh, it has um, revenue potential of 2.6 billion in 2025. Uh, 2020 to 774. Uh, what I like about this is uh, earnings uh, last year dollar seven, but by 2025 earnings per share of four dollars and five cents. So you are seeing big, big potential bottom line growth, which is fantastic. The next one is I, I, I swear this is a pump and dump or something, and, and I, I may be way wrong, but the reason I'm saying this is, uh, and that's not it anyway. But that that chart does look good for Party City. So real quick, that was a mistake. I typed it in wrong. But this type of stock, Party City, was down below a buck in, in March. Now it's at 781. And let me take a look at a long term here. Still well off the highs, right? But for a company like that, what I'm calling the second half of this year, starting even before that, is what I call the grand reopening trade investment. I even trade, I hate the word trade. The grand reopening investment. I think, I mean, I just think like, I, I watched Macy's CEO, old, the X one, Terry Lundgren, on, on the news a couple of days ago. And just he's made such sense because the government determined that certain stores were essential to be open and certain stores weren't. Macy's clothing was a non-essential. So a lot of those clothes, the clothes, and that's uh, closed. And I'm not saying buy Macy's, but think about when you want to go out again, when you can. And we all want to go out, shit. Go out to a restaurant, go to the beach, jump on a plane, go to a show, go to a friend's house. You want to look good and feel good. What the hell are you going to do? Go buy new clothes. I mean, so I think, you know, Party City would be throwing parties and cups and stuff. So that makes sense too. But some of these reopening, grand reopening investments, to me, they've run a lot, but there's such upside potential. I'm going to do an entire show in a grand reopening, but just I, that came up by accident. So I wanted to put that out there to you. Um, so this is uh, Portage Biotech. It went not public yesterday, it uplisted to the NASDAQ yesterday. It was an over the counter stock prior. You see it opened up 37.50, closed down. Now it's down 6.5% today to 34 and 10. But I've had somebody asked about it on my Twitter and then it was just boom, 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 boom to the point where like I've never had a stock where people ask that much about. So it seemed a bit um, almost like uh, too good to be true. Too many people asking about it. But I did a little research on it. it just, you know, just uplifted in NASDAQ. It's about a $440 million company. They got three drugs out there in phase one and two, very early clinical stage. I didn't do a deep dive on it, but to me, I, I don't know enough. I'd stay away from it here. And it just seems a little funky that there's so many people asking about it. Uh, Progeny, this is one that was my favorite IPO for last year. And it did very, very well. It closed the year at an all-time high and kept going. It fell yesterday, got crushed after closing at an all-time high. But I love this company. It's a $4.6 billion company. They're a benefits uh, management company that uh, specializes in fertility um, and building and uh, building family building solutions for employers. And that's a big thing right now, especially for millennials uh, and Gen X, uh, more Gen X, sorry, Gen X, uh, not as much millennials, maybe some of the older millennials. But also, again, great numbers. $344 million in sales last year, 2020, one, and $1.05 billion by 2023. <clears throat> earnings per share growth last year, uh, earnings per share, not growth, 
18 cents. Uh, by 2023, just two years from now, near a buck. So you're seeing great numbers. This pullback is one of those things. Let it build a base for a couple of days because you hate to see this huge volume pullback. If it builds a base, that looks fantastic to me. Another one in the medical field, TMDX. This is really moved. Commercial stage medical tech company. Uh, they have what's called the organ care system. And uh, it's a, they basically take care of the organs outside of the body. So when they're doing an organ replacement, pulling it out before it goes into the receiver, the donor from the receiver. And um, very, very uh, niche business, as you can imagine. About a $1 billion company, but it has really run. 2020, last year, 24 million in sales. By 2023, 145 million in sales. You have a great path of profitability in 2023. It's run a lot. So, and it's actually held up fairly well with this pullback. I think this one could pull back to the low 30s. Uh, I, I would stay away from it here, but it's got a great business model. So maybe something you buy in weakness, but uh, I, I, do, I do like it. Just it's be careful with it. The next two have to do with uh, the future of real estate, which I love. Uh, Redfin, uh, we own this one for Penn Financial Clients. We've had it for quite some time now back there. Uh, pulling back to support. It had earnings that people didn't like. It's up a little bit today after the post earnings sell off. I think it holds around 70. Uh, I love this one long term. I mean, you think about Redfin, $7.9 billion company. Uh, last year, it did $886 million in sales, looking for just under $3 billion in 2025. Uh, profitable this year by 2025, over $3 a share in earnings. Uh, so I think there's much, much big, big, big top side for this one. Another one I have for Penn, some Penn, Penn Financial Group clients is Open Door Technologies. This was a SPAC, a Shamath SPAC. Uh, this ran a big pullback, ton of support at 25, it's at 2783, down again today. $16 billion company, digital platform for residential real estate. Last year, 2.5 billion in sales. By 2025, nearly $20 billion in sales for a $16 billion company. Less than price of sales of 1.0. That seems too good to be true. Uh, profitable in a couple years from now. Yeah, so this is that's one I, I definitely want to keep an eye on too. And I love them both long-term, obviously. And then let's do one more here. This is Synex. I didn't know much about this company, SNX, but my goodness, look at this chart. How beautiful is that? That's a 50-day moving average. It keeps pulling back to it. I love that right here. Uh, this is a company that's a, it's a big company, a Fortune 200 company. Uh, they're a provider of technology distribution, systems designs, integration services, everything to do tech with in enterprise big companies. Uh, they recently spun off one of their divisions, Concentrix, uh, which is now CNXC. They partner with Microsoft, uh, Intel, Cisco, Cisco, Samsung, all the big names. I really love this chart. I mean, let's look at the longer term chart too. Man, it looks pretty damn good. So this is one that I, you know, I, I can't argue with this. Uh, nice looking company here as well. And I wanted to talk about the SPAC ETFs, but I know we're getting a little late here. So I'm going to talk about the, uh, sorry, space ETFs or space SPACs. I'm talking about the space SPACs, but I will talk about those uh, when we get back uh, on Tuesday. But just to give you an idea of some of these, one of them that my, well, my analyst really likes, we talked about on today's call and we talked about ideas. Uh, uh, this is the Osprey Technology Acquisition Corp, but they're going to be merging with Black Sky. You know, look at this, it ran up to 17 and that down to 1180. Some of these, these SPACs ran up so much and pulled back so much, overpriced at 17, but a lot of them undervalued down here. So keep that in mind. All right, folks, once again, let's take a look at where the market is right now. We're going to pull up the SPIs. Uh, we're actually up 0.2%, about eight points. Uh, I'm going to cut the SPIs because it's real time. So up about eight points on the S&P 500, holding right above that 50 day moving average, as you can see. Stick with it. It's okay. Use this opportunity as pullbacks. If you don't want to buy, you're too scared to buy, fine. Don't panic sell. That's all I ask. These companies are <laughs> their future. 
but they don't go straight up. And again, I'm not here to make you feel good, bullshit you. I want you to be happy and feel good, but sometimes you just have to have that tough love of, you know what, you have to kind of take the beat and keep going. But hold strong, enjoy the weekend, forget about the market, enjoy your friends, your family, the sun, whatever it might be, the snow, wherever the hell you are. Uh, hug somebody, tell me you love them, and just be safe. Uh, the market will be here Monday. I'll be back here Tuesday. It's okay. It's not going anywhere. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for all the good stock ideas. It's amazing. Appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the video. Once again, I am Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. Money Line with Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com.